You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss. I'm the WeedSmart Communications and Project Lead. And in this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month, and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss and today we're heading to the Western region. We're going to be chatting with Tim Trezice, who is based in Franklin River. He's an agronomist from Franklin Rural and we're going to be finding out about the evolution of cropping in the region and the increase in canola crops that they've seen over the last few years. Tim joins me now. How are you going, Tim? Yeah, going well. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for joining us. We had you back on the podcast a couple of years ago, back in 2021. Uh, but today we're going to be chatting about canola crops and the evolution of that crop in your region. And you've had some really amazing results uh, over the last harvest period in terms of yield and, and scale. So we're going to hear a bit about that. So can you give us an update, though, on how things are in your region at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty good. It's been dry. We had a very dry summer. However, last for the last 10 days, some growers have experienced between sort of 15 and, and 40 mil. So we've just got a germination coming through, which is, uh, which is great, and hopefully getting a bit of subsoil moisture because people are rearing to go and everyone's got their seeding equipment in their yards, uh, getting it ready and primed for, for starting. I think uh, I had a couple of phone calls yesterday, people going to start um, next week putting in a little bit of pasture and and getting things going for the year. So, hey, off we go again. Very exciting. Now, Pete Newman, he said that he saw the canola crops last year in your region and he said he was really impressed not only by the production but also the scale of the crops. Can you give us a bit of an overview of what led to this outcome of uh, such great crops? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, canola's become probably less of a break crop and, and more of a cash crop over the years for us in our region. It's 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 actually seen as a lower-risk crop of the cereals in the fact that it is more profitable or has been more profitable over the journey. So, you know, there's, people are pushing their rotations to get more canola into their rotations for a few reasons. Uh, one, for profitability, but also uh, it, it does keep the paddocks quite clean for weeds and people are finding it quite easy to manage. Uh, you can get it in early and uh, and you can get harvesting early as well. So canola has definitely been a crop that uh, people have been very happy with. That's great. And so what was sort of the, what were you getting off in terms of yield in your area? Yeah, well, it, I guess it's a little bit over the place depending on paddocks and that. But look, it, it, you know, I guess five years ago, if people hit two tonne, they were happy with a canola crop. Uh, now, if there's a two-ton, if there's a two in front of their yield, they're unhappy. So, right. you know, people are looking for, for three-ton plus. Guys are, are getting in excess of four-ton. It's pretty hard to get that over a, over a program, but uh, people are doing it on a paddock scale. A few guys are doing it over their program, but not many. It's mainly most growers are sitting between that sort of three to four-ton. And that, that can vary a little bit depending on the on what type of canola it is as well. So, yeah, so yeah, doing really well. I think if we have a dry year or, or, or a bit of a hiccup somewhere and go back under three tonne, we'll be a few uh, uh, disappointed growers, but yeah, it's probably going to happen at some stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ine- the inevitable. But there has been quite the shift in 
in mindset in terms of you know what people are doing in their farming systems in your region for people who aren't familiar with the franklin river region in western australia it has been predominantly a sheep focused farming area but there has been a bit of a shift where there is more uptake of cropping and this has taken place over the last few years and tim i was just hoping for you to give a bit of an overview of what the catalyst is for that shift in farming systems and and what are some of the reasons behind and maybe the catalyst for this change? Yeah, so you know, there's plenty of sheep in the, in the district still and, um, and they do really well down there. I think there is a little bit of a drier, you know, it's not as wet as it used to be. And you talk to the old fellas and they'll, they'll tell you that when we get a really, really wet winter, they go, well, this is not wet, this is normal, this is what it should be like. But So it's dried out a little bit and that's really helped for the cropping situation. I think another big factor why people have gone more into crop is is just the capacity to get their work done. Livestock are very intense as far as labour, and labour's a like it's a it's a very scarce resource in in the bush these days. So you know it's easier to to scale up in machinery and, and get a job done if you're buying a new farm or you're expanding than it can be as far as you know running a, a really good livestock enterprise. So I think that's a little bit why crop has evolved over the years, a little bit of dry and a little bit of capacity, you know, as far as running a farm and also in there's profitability. Um, you know, it, uh, sheep have been good the last few years, but before that uh, crop was always going to beat uh, um, livestock uh, as far as profitability. So, yeah, that's sort of, that's, that's, that's happened. And then the machinery uh, now that you can get for us to combat wet paddocks has improved uh, dramatically, so you know people staying afloat, tram lining, you know, control traffic, all this sort of thing. So there's there's a lot of things that have made it easier for farmers to actually to put a crop in in the high rainfall zone. And there's you know there's there's all sorts of stuff that they can do in their paddocks to keep their lines straight as far as um, you know heavy heavy earth moving equipment to to get obstacles out of the way in the paddocks and reefinators and all sorts of things. So um, it it's it's sort of um, it, it has evolved into something that's not as hard to do as it used to be. There's, a, there's some good equipment there, some good technology, and um, hopefully they're making a buck out of it. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's an interesting evolution and it makes so much sense when you mentioned the, the labour as well as a big factor. That yeah. makes a lot of sense in terms of that shift towards more cropping over the sheep farming. Now, you mentioned you'll be heading into seeding soon in your area. What are the biggest weed issues people are facing in, in your region, Tim? Yeah, it's probably no different to most places in WA. Ryegrass is our big one. And as far as grasses go, uh, second to that would be brome grass. And then bro- as far as broadleaves, radish and capeweed are, are the two major ones. So it's interesting, Jess, that back in the early 2000s, we were really worried about weeds. Uh, we were, you know, 250 milliclethidine wasn't doing much on the ryegrass. And paddocks were grubby and, and we were looking around as agronomists going, oh, we're in Bit of trouble here that mm. these crops are getting dirtier and dirtier. But but now with the current technologies and and new herbicides and new mechanical practices and everything, it's when we talk about weeds, it's not. It's more about planning a strategy than it is about dealing with weeds because we look we have weeds, but they don't seem to be as big an issue as they did in years gone by. And 
I guess that's because of a lot of different factors and a lot of different parties chucking good stuff in there for us to use. Also, I, I think for us, having a, a diverse crop range. So in, in this environment, we can grow lots of canola, we can grow a couple of different types of cereals, we can we can grow pulses, lupins, flavour beans. So we actually have the ability to grow different crops, which uh, growing the different crops gives us the ability then to, to rotate different chemistry and, and different practices and different harvest management, all, all these things that, that you need to, to chip in over a rotation to keep your weeds under control. So I think we're, we're lucky in that regard and probably having having good rainfall helps as well. Um, there's not many paddocks that don't get a double knockdown. People are really disciplined on that, so that really helps us. So, you know, we get we get to rotate our chemicals, we get to do a double knock, and then, yeah, we get to work and try and get establishment, get the crop established. Excellent. Are optical sprayers or that kind of equipment starting to pop up in your region more now, Tim? Not really. There's a couple of them around. We're not great at getting summer rain down here. We're, we're very Mediterranean climate. Yeah. So we don't get a lot of summer rain. Uh, the last three years, we've had very little summer rain. Before that, uh, the three years before that, we had a bit. So it's not, it's, it's not a place where we bank on, on getting summer weeds, so and no one's done it in crop yet. Mm. Um, and that's probably a scale thing and an economics thing at the moment, but that could change over time. Yeah, interesting. No, that makes sense, Tim. Mm. Any tips for growers in your region heading into seeding soon? Seeding time for us is it's pretty basic. It's all about establishment. If, if we can get our crops established and, and get that that early vigour and, and good even crops across the paddock, so we've, we've got some... Uh, some pretty good crop competition. That that that's key for us. Really, it's a long season, and and you need a lot of plants over every square meter to, to keep the weeds out late in the season, uh, particularly in the wet spots. So, um, yeah, uh, establishments is king in in my world, and people are getting really good at it using wetters and and uh, keeping weeds at bay, so they're going into a really nice seed bed. So. Yeah, it's probably, it's not a tip. I think most people have got their head around it, but but just making sure that, you know, sowing depth's right and and your seed source is right and and your bar's set up well so you're getting good establishment because you can't go back and sort that out later. So, yeah, Yeah. that's probably the next job on the the calendar is to make sure you get that right. Once you've got that right, you're in with half a chance the rest of the year. Yeah, well, I hope it all goes well. Thank you so much for having a chat with us, Tim. Really appreciate you giving us a bit of your time to give us an overview of what's happening in your patch in Franklin. Thanks so much. No worries, Jess. You're very welcome. 